Well, good to see y'all. Y'all looking great. Give each other a welcome and you are, you can be seated. Hallelujah. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, praise God. Where do you go from here? I tell you where you go. You go from glory to glory. Say it with me. From glory to glory. He is changing me. Oh, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just come before you this morning. We approach your word reverently. And we approach your word humbly on this great and glorious Father's Day. We thank you, Father, as we look in the word of God concerning Father facts today. Then we shall be encouraged by your love. We shall be encouraged by the word of the Lord. And Lord God, we shall not only be informed, but we shall be inspired. We thank you for the Spirit of God moving freely in our midst today. And we give you the praise and we give you the glory. For it's in the name above every name that we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Well, I want us to look at a subject this morning. I'm going to call it Father Facts. Father Facts. Or Facts About Your Heavenly Father. I want to first of all look at Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 7. I've completely lost my notes, so I'm going to go completely by Holy Ghost today. How many of you are going to help me out? Now, don't misunderstand me. I've got about 50 pages of notes, but hallelujah, I just may not need them today. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7, notice with me, And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and thou shalt talk with them when you sit in thy house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when you rise up, and when you lie down. So we see it is absolutely our Father's will and our Father's good pleasure that you and I, as dads and moms, instill within our children the Word of the living God. Now, one thing we know for sure about our Heavenly Father, that He is faithful. And that's the first Father fact I want to talk to you about today. Faithful is our God who will also do it. Now, because our Father is faithful, we know for sure that He is always there with us, is He not? He is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He is faithful to His Word, and He is faithful to be with you and I in the midst of every situation in our lives. He is faithful in the good times. He is faithful in the medium times. But he is also faithful in the difficult times of our life. Amen. Faithful is our God who will also do it. When you look at the scriptures, you will see over and over again the word faithful. He is a faithful creator, is he not? He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Amen. Aren't you glad for that? Deuteronomy 9, 7 says, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, the faithful God, He keeps covenant and mercy with them that love Him and keep His commandments 
to a thousand generations. Think about it. Faithful is our God. He is faithful in all of his ways. He is faithful to watch over his word to perform it in our lives. He is with us at all times and he is with us at all seasons. I'm glad that he doesn't give up on us. I'm glad that his mercy endures forever. And that even though sometimes we can be faithless as human beings, our Father forever remains faithful. Isn't that good news? He remains faithful. He is our faithful and high priest. And you and I have been called into fellowship with this faithful God. The first fact I want to talk to you about is that our God is faithful. I want you to look at Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and I want you to notice the 11th verse in the Amplified Version. Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and the 11th verse in the Amplified Version, it speaks of Sarah. How many of you know that our spiritual father of faith, Abraham, and Sarah had a promise by his faithful father that they were going to have a child. And of course, Abraham tried to work it out in his own strength, and he went into Hagar, and he produced an Ishmael. And an Ishmael is a type of the flesh. Well, he got turned around, and then he believed the word of God that God said to him, Abraham, you are going to become the father of how many nations? You're going to become the father of many nations. But you see, it takes two to tango. I said it takes two to tango. And that's true physically, but also as a husband and wife, it takes two to be in agreement to see the will of God and the plan of God to be fulfilled and the promises of God come to pass in our life. And so it's really, really good when moms and dads are on the same page spiritually. You know, I think oftentimes the women, because they're a little bit more sensitive and because they're a little bit more given to spiritual things, sometimes they carry the spiritual load in the home. But you know what? I've noticed in the last few years since Promise Keepers and the strong emphasis on men of God rising up to be men of God, that's shifting in this nation. Amen. I say that is shifting in this nation. But I want you to notice this, something about Sarah or Sarai. In Hebrews, the 11th chapter and the 11th verse, in the Amplified, it says, Because of faith, also Sarah herself. Say it with me, Sarah herself. Now put your name there. Martha herself. Brenda herself. Kimberly herself. Whatever your name is. Because of faith, you can receive. Because of faith, also Sarah received physical power to conceive a child. Now, Sarah was not any spring chicken. (laughs) Something happened in Sarah's body. The Spirit of God must have quickened her body. 
How many grandmas do you know that are wanted to be in a harem? She must have been some fine-looking lady for over 90 years old. Anyway, just saying. But she received by faith herself. And you can receive in your life by faith yourself. If you will place your faith in a faithful God. Raise your hands and say this right now with me. I place my faith. In a faithful God. God. Now notice it says, even when she was long past the age for it. Has anybody ever felt like you're long past the time you should have gotten the manifestation? Listen, there is nothing too difficult for the Lord. No matter how long you've been standing, just continue to keep your eyes on the Lord. Now notice, here's the key. Because she considered our faithful God, she considered God who had given her the promise to be reliable and trustworthy. Anytime you see the terms reliable and trustworthy, it's the same thing as saying faithful. She received strength to conceive this child because she considered him faithful reliable and trustworthy and true to his word. The question I have for you this morning is this, is how are you considering him? When you look into the scriptures, how do you judge him? Do you judge him as a God whom, well, you just never know what God might do. You know, that comes right from the pit of religious tradition. We know what God will do because we can look in the Word of God and find out what He's already done. And He will always perform what He's already done when you and I believe and receive this Word and return it to Him. Our faithful Father will perform the promise on your behalf. Amen. Amen. And that's good news because every one of us have dreams, right? Every one of us have goals. Every one of us have God-given visions and promises from our faithful Father. But listen, it's easy to let the promise go. It's easy to allow it to slip. Because the passage of time is a dream thief. Have you discovered that? I found that out in my life. And that's why I think sometimes we just need to throw the clock away. And keep considering him rather than considering a timepiece. Oh, that's fresh out of heaven. Keep considering him instead of considering a timepiece. Now look at Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23. Hebrews the 10th chapter and the 23rd verse. Our first father fact that we're talking about today is our father's faithful. In Hebrews the 10th chapter... And the 23rd verse says, let us, that's speaking to us, let us hold fast the profession or confession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful who has promised. The Amplified says this, that we are to seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope, the dream, the promise, 
We cherish and confess and are acknowledging of it. Read the rest with me. For he who promised, he's reliable. He's sure. He's faithful to his word. I love the fact that he's faithful to his word. You know, God's not a man that he should lie. Our faithful father doesn't lie. Has he said, shall he not do it? Has he not spoken? And shall he not make it good? See, we talk a lot about the integrity of our father's word. But I believe as children of God and as earthly fathers and even earthly mothers and citizens of the kingdom of God, we ought to be reliable to our word. Amen? Amen? When you tell your kids you're going to be somewhere, be there. When you tell your wife you're going to do something for her, do it. Be there. Be reliable. Be trustworthy to your word. Be with your offspring in difficult times. Be with your sons and your daughters and your grandbabies throughout the tests and throughout the seasons of life. You know, life can be pretty darn nasty. It can be pretty tough, can it? And you know, we need to have faithful fathers. We need to have faithful mothers. And we need to have faithful church members, maybe that are single, but you can help others as they go through difficult times by being reliable and trustworthy and being there for them. I'm glad that he's our friend and he sticks closer than a brother. So I just want to encourage you to trust in the integrity of God's word and then be a doer not only of uh, of his word but be a doer of your word say it real strong i'm going to keep my word you know the bible says that a spiritual person is a person that sweareth to his own hurt in other words he gives his word and he doesn't change that's one of the greatest things i love about my heavenly father is that he doesn't change he said i am the lord and i don't change Jesus is the same. He is the same. Come on. Yesterday, today, and forever. And if we're going to be like him as dads, and if we're going to be like him as moms, we need to be like him and change not. Be consistent in our walk with God. Not confusing our sons and our daughters by one day up, one day down, one foot in the world and one foot in the word. It doesn't work that way. Because your offspring and your sons and your daughters, they are going to follow the example that they see in your home. So what do you say, men of God and women of God and church members? What do you say? We be faithful, reliable, trustworthy, and consistent. See, if we're going to be like Him and imitate Him, then we must be faithful. One of the qualities of His faithfulness is He doesn't change. And yet there's too many Christians changing. There's too many Christians going one way one day, saying this is the way of the Lord, this is what the Lord said to me, and things get tough. And they say, well, I'm going the other way because the Lord changed his mind. No, the Lord doesn't change his mind. And I believe this, that we need some good, solid commitment in our walk with God so that we can be examples, not only for our families, not only for one another, so that we can be a bright light in the Bay Area so that when people hear of Heart of the Bay, they say, I want to go there. I can be healed there. I can be saved there. I can be filled there. 
And I can trust the people there because they serve a faithful God. And they're faithful to His Word. And they're faithful themselves. Come on, let's give the Lord a big shout. Woo! Hallelujah! He doesn't lie. He's always there. He doesn't bail out when it gets tough. He's right there. Right there. He says, there's no temptation taking you, but such is common to man. But he says, I'm faithful. I'll not suffer you to be tempted beyond your ability. You see, I've placed my ability on the inside of you so that you could rise up in the middle of a test and that you could speak to those things. And when you do speak to those things, I will rise up and help you and your enemies will be scattered because I love you and I'm faithful to you and I always provide a way out and a way of escape for my kids. Come on. Woo, glory to God. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, that's what that verse says. And then he says in the book of Hebrews, he said, I will never, ever leave you nor forsake you. Do you like that or not? The Amplified says, I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless or without support. He said, I will never relax my hold on you, assuredly not. He said, I'm never going to leave you nor forsake you. Listen, what a revelation it is. The Father is not only for us. The Father is not only with us, but the Father is living on the inside of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's another Father fact that we want to look at. Look at 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Are you being encouraged today? I just came by to exhort you a little bit. Glory to God. Come on, somebody shout glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Here's another father fact. 1 John 4, 4. Read it with me. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Stop right there. I don't have to overcome. I've already overcome. You've overcome them. Why? Let's read the rest of that. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Here's another father fact. My father... And your father, he's greater than all. (laughs) He's my father is greater than every test. He says, son, daughter, just believe me and enter into rest. I'm greater than that test. My father is greater than Wall Street. My father is greater than the economy going up and down. My father is greater than all. My father is greater, greater than any bad report from a medical science field. Hallelujah, my father is greater. Well, pastor, I got a bad report. My father's good report trumps the bad report. <laughs> My father's greater than all. He's greater than every sickness. He's greater than every test. He's greater than what the enemy can throw your way in his very best. 
My father, he's greater. He's bigger than everything. Your father is greater than your children rebellion. Your father is greater than you losing your job. Your father is greater. And the neat thing about it is, he's in you. Get this revelation. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the greater one. Hallelujah. Just place your hand on your heart and say this with me. Greater is he that is in me than the forces of hell that may come against me. They may come against me one way, but because my father is greater, they'll have to flee before me seven ways. Close your eyes and say, my father, the greater one, indwells me. He puts me over. He rises up on the inside of me. He causes all my enemies to be scattered. Hallelujah. Whew. Ooh, my father. Your father. Your father. He's greater than all. He's greater than all. He's greater than any debt. I'll tell you what else he's greater than. He's greater than strife. He is greater than any relational difficulties you may be facing in your immediate family or in your relatives. He's greater. He's greater than that. Remember this now. Even though you may have ample opportunity to enter into the arena of strife with a relative with a distant relative or even a relative in the Lord, you do not have to enter into that arena. You can hold strife at bay if you will meditate on the greater one in you and begin to say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Nothing shall by any means hurt me. For the greater one tends my way, and I live by the word, and I have what I say. Hallelujah. 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 I said hallelujah. Oh, makiste paladeshe, pasakola mandea, efredishta ponde dikatosa mande legeshta pala. And so rely on me, says the Lord, and look to the greater one on the inside of thee. And put me to work for you, says the Lord, for I will go before you and I will cause your enemies to be scattered. I will work in you and for you and even through you and I will surround you with great favor so that when the enemy comes against you through people and every lying tongue that will rise up against you shall not prosper, says the Lord. For you are my child, and I am your faithful father, and I declare that you are safe in me. Hallelujah. Woo! 
Somebody said, well, that's, that's not pertinent to my situation right now. Hang out. Hang around a while. You may just, uh, <laughs> you may need that word. <laughs> Woo, faithful. Faithful. <laughs> I can remember Brother Hagin talking about one of his relatives. You know, some of the things that people get out of sorts with each other on is inheritances. You know, I don't know if you've ever experienced that before. When, when my mama passed, we didn't have any disputes among the Thomas family uh, because my older brother was in charge of it. You know, when an older brother's in charge, you let an older brother be in charge. <laughs> Amen. And my older brother's right. Good man. So he did right. But lots of times, you know, people get in fights over little things, inheritances and, and things like that. I can remember Brother Hagin sharing a little story about this years ago. One of his relatives was just a mean old cuss. You know what I mean by a mean old cuss? Anybody ever run into any mean old cusses before? I mean, just sour and mean and nasty. And everyone in the family was intimidated by it. Nobody wanted to approach this guy because there was some business that needed to be taken care of. And uh, Dad Hagen, he says, I'm going to go talk to him. And they say, oh, no, no, Kenneth, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. He's mean and he's nasty. He might just slug you and might just beat you up. And he says, oh, no, 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 don't worry about it. He says, I've got some inside information. He says, it'll be just fine. It'll be just fine. I've got some inside information. Oh, do you? Yeah, I've got some inside information. He didn't tell him what that inside information was. But he was talking about inside information, inside the Word of God, that says, greater is he that's in you <laughs> than he that's in the world. And so he went and saw this mean old cuss. And you might run into some mean old cusses this week. But just remember to put the greater one to work for you. You got some inside information. I'm talking about inside of you, inside the Bible. So he went and saw this mean old cuss. And I tell you, he was just about ready to give Kenneth the what for. And Kenneth just said, I had the greater one working on the inside of me. And he said, I put him to work for me. And he just smiled with loving eyes and loved on him. And he said, no, he said, don't worry about a thing. He said, everything's going to be all right. And the guy calmed down. He said, sure enough, everything's going to be all right. He says, yeah, everything's going to be all right. He says, because I've got some inside information Whoo, inside information. He says, you do? He says, yeah, I do. He says, well, Kenneth, he says, you're going to get everything you ought to get. Everything's going to be all right. Listen, friends, you can dissolve strife by walking in the Spirit. You can dissolve strife by walking in love. Walking in love is the Father's way. Fact number three, our Father is love. And his love is on the inside of you, and he's on the inside of me. Say it with me, the love of God, God. it is shed abroad abroad. in my heart heart. by the Holy Ghost. Ghost. Oh, man. Love never fails. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love endures long. 
Love is not easily provoked. God's love, the Father's love in you is not touchy. It's not fretful. It's not resentful. This love in you takes no account of the evil done to it. This love in me pays no attention to a suffered wrong. I mean, you're walking in God's love and you're walking in the Spirit when people insult you and you just smile. You're walking in love and you're walking in the Spirit when you don't have this get-even attitude about you. The bottom line is, you don't have to get even. If love be for you, who can be against you? And vengeance doesn't belong to you. Vengeance doesn't belong to Pastor Mark. Vengeance belongs to the Lord. So, Pastor, what what do I do when I'm insulted? What do I do when they talk about me? Talk to him about them. Talk in tongues about him. Pray a blessing over their lives. You see, the Bible says that we are not to curse those who persecute us, but we are to bless those who persecute us. That we are to pray for them which despitefully use us. Listen, you will take the sting right out of strife and right out of hatred when you walk in this realm where your father walks. Father fact number three, my father is love. And say this with me, love lifted me and his love, hallelujah, sets me free. Hallelujah. Now listen, in John 17, verse 23, I want you to turn there real quickly now. You doing all right? Are you being encouraged today? Are you learning anything today? Say with me, I'm not just a hearer of the word. But I'm a doer of the word. You know, doers of the word are the ones that get blessed. Doers of the word are those that get blessed in what they do. Now, here's a revelation. This is awesome. John 17, chapter 17, and verse 23. I think I could quote it to you, but I'll wait till it gets up. It says, I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one. And, now notice, and... That the world may know that you have sent me. And here's a revelation. And you have loved them as you have loved me. What is this saying to us? Can this be true? Can this be real? That our Father loves us as much as he loves Jesus? It is the truth. We talk oftentimes about how much we love the Father, and we should. And we should give him praise. But I think that a revelation that needs to be real in our hearts and more firm in our spirits is how much he loves us. When you get a revelation of how much he loves you, it'll turn fear out of doors. This love in this place where you can live in the love of God removes all dread from your life. There's no more apprehension. There's no more fear fear of the future because... You are in your Father's hand. Say this with me. I'm in in. my Father's hand. hand. And my Father, Father, He's greater than all. all. I'm in my Father's hand. 
This is a no-dread zone. This is a no-fear zone. This is a zone where there's a peace, as Brenda so wonderfully said this morning, where there's a peace that passes all of your understanding. My Father loves us. And my Father cares for us. Turn quickly to 1 Peter 5, 7. Quickly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father facts. Facts about your Father. Amen. This will preach. 1 Peter 5, 7. Because my Father loves you and me so much, He does not want us to carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. Does He? He doesn't want us to worry about who's going to be the next president of the United States. And there is a long list of multiple choices. He does not want us to worry about going for a walk around the block. He doesn't want us to worry about ISIS. He wants us to pray. He wants us to believe God. He wants us to bind. He wants us to loose. But you know what? Your father wants you to go about your life with your head up and your shoulders straight back, walking free from fear. And so he doesn't, he does not want me to worry. He doesn't want you to worry. Now we're in the month of June, right? And a lot of pastors, when the month of June comes, they start talking about summer slumps. Brenda alluded to that. I like what she said. We're not having a summer slump. We're having slumber revival. But I got something in between services. It works for me. I hope it works for you. We're not having a summer slump. We're having a summer jump. (laughs) Glory to God. Amen. And you you can apply that to your own life. I'm not having a spiritual slump. I'm not going to be asking, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why? I'm so dry, I'm so dry, I'm so dry. No, thank God, no spiritual dryness, no spiritual slump. But we're going to have a spiritual jump. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost has given us a a jump. Hallelujah. Amen. Holy Ghost has given us a charge. So if your engine is dead... Tony, stand up. Stretch out your hands. There's some spiritual jumper cables right there. Pray blessing over them right now in the name of Jesus. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Need a jump? Need a jump? Need a jump? Yeah. The other day out there in Union City where we live, I was trying to get to the Warriors game, fifth game against the Rockets where they sealed up the West. Hallelujah. And then they won the whole championship. Hallelujah. But I went to get in my car to go to Barton. I couldn't start the car. And I called Brenda. She said, I got a hair appointment, honey, and I ain't coming home. So... So I just looked up. You know what time's the bus going by? I'll take a bus. Hey, I ain't too proud to beg, sweet darling. (laughs) She did come by. 
But AAA came around. And they gave me a jump. I think we ought to, some of us ought to be spiritual AAA people. Hallelujah. That we're so charged up that we go to people and places and things that need a jump. And we put our hands upon them. And they get themselves an infusion of Holy Ghost power. And Holy Ghost, oh, glory to God. And Holy Ghost strength. You see, we've been talking about being a strong spirit, right? The stronger you are. I preached this Wednesday night. You should all get last Wednesday night's message. And I think the Wednesday night before. A strong spirit. Say this with me. A strong spirit. Will help you to help others. And that's what Christianity is all about. Bearing one another's burdens. See, there's been times in my life I haven't been strong. But God sent a spiritual jumper cable guy to my house to pray for me. And it helped me. And now it's, I don't know how many years later, I'm still going. Are you still going? Hallelujah. I don't know where we were heading with this, but this is good. Shoo. Thank you, Lord. You know what this says about this congregation? This says that you guys are pulling. You're pulling. Now, we've got to wind this up real soon. But I said all that to say this. Your father doesn't want you carrying any weight. How many of you had sons and daughters and you saw your sons and your daughters all weighed down and you just wanted to be there for them and lift them out of it. Amen? How much more your heavenly Father? When he knows that the cares of this life will enter into our lives and choke the word? When he knows that his burden is light, his yoke is easy? In 1 Peter 5, 7, I want you to read this with me. It says this. Read it with me. Casting... Now that word there, there's two cares there. The first care is a different Greek word for the second word, careth. The first word, care, means to be drawn away in different directions. It means to be heavied out and burdened down in life. God did not intend for us to walk through life like this, carrying everybody's cares and burdens. God intends us to take which we cannot handle, and put it in his hands, for he can capably handle the weights and cares that you're carrying. I said he can capably handle the cares and the weights that you are carrying. And so I want to encourage you on this Father's Day. Roll it over on him. Roll your care. Why? Because he cares for you. Because he loves you. And listen, because he wants to see you fulfill his plan in the earth. Because he has ordained from before the foundation of the world works for you to do and a path for you to walk in. And he knows that you cannot fulfill his plan or walk his paths like this. 
And so he says, son, daughter, I love you. I'm faithful to you. Now cast these cares on me. And when you do cast those cares on me, the Lord is saying, don't take them back. Learn to resist the cares of this life when they knock on the door of your soul. Not only must we cast our cares on him, but we also must learn to fight the good of fight of faith and cast down imaginations. And every high thing that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God's word. Take the name. Everyone say, I'm taking the name. Declare this with me. I take the name. I plead the blood of Jesus. I take my authority over the cares of this life. Thank you, Father, for the name above every name. I declare the cares of this life are in the hands of the Lord. Therefore, I will walk free from care. Therefore, I am carefree. Fear free, no longer anxious am I, but I'm yoked up with him, and I'm walking in the light of his glory and grace. I'm laying aside every weight and every sin, and I shall run this race because my father loves me. My Father's faithful to me. My Father cares for me. Come on, let's lift up our hands and thank Him for what we've heard this morning. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let me just quote this to you. In Colossians it says, We give thanks to the Father which hath made us able. He's made us able to be partakers of a glorious inheritance. He has qualified you and qualified me. He has put his faith on the inside of us. He has made us able to plug in and to partake of this glorious inheritance. And part of his inheritance is salvation. And part of his inheritance is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And part of his inheritance is divine healing. And not only that, but complete deliverance and freedom from all addictions and from all habits, no matter what they might be. The Bible says in that same context that when we give him thanks because he's made us able, that he is the one, now listen to this, who has already delivered you from the powers of hell. And he's translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. I'd love to introduce you to the king of the kingdom this morning. In this kingdom, there's not condemnation. In this kingdom, there's not weights and burdens. There's peace. And in this kingdom, there's not despair, as we said, and there's not depression, and there's not oppression. This kingdom, functioning under the Father... And the Son, Jesus Christ, is a kingdom of joy. Every head bowed and every eye closed.